Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. With Joe McLean and Emily Alcaraz. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. It's so good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. It's a big day. You've made it. It's Friday. Praise be to God. We're going to have a, a jam-packed show. There's so much going on today's show. I feel like I say that every day, but I mean it this time. This time I mean it. We are actually going to be, uh, at some point in this program today, not in this hour, second hour, we will be giving somebody a Mercedes. That's kind of cool. That's kind of a cool thing. So we're going to be drawing a name out and giving away a brand new Mercedes live on the air in the next hour. Plus, we have our giveaway for our Catholic Trivia game show, Fear and Trembling. That also happens in the next hour. So if you're at all able to join us in the next hour, it's going to be a lot of fun giving stuff away. A car, handcrafted rosary, and so much more. So all of that's coming up in the next hour. We hope you'll join us for that. But in this hour, we're going to have a jam-packed show in this hour, too. Uh, our guest segment, which happens about uh, 35 after, is going to be with Father Benedict Keeley. He is with Nazarene.org, uh, an organization that raises awareness and actually does things to help people in the Middle East, persecuted Christians. And so we're going to have that conversation uh, in light of the fact that His Holiness Pope Francis is in Iraq now, the first ever visit of a pope uh, to Iraq. It's kind of a monumental deal. So we're going to have that conversation with Father Benedict Keeley. What is life like for Christians in this country? Uh, what, uh, what, what do they face? What are their needs? We're going to have that conversation in our guest segment coming up in this hour. Plus, we'll have breaking news and stories. We're going to have Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, our What's Concerning Us section, all of that in a jam-packed Friday edition of Catholic Drive Time. And we're very excited that you are part of it. Of course, the team is here. Good morning to you, Emily Alcaraz. Good morning. Man, it's such an exciting day for so many reasons, but I think you forgot one, Joe. I did? Yeah. Did you know that today is our producer's birthday? Oh, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. I almost slipped up on that. Speaking of of, uh, persecuted producers... Uh, Adrian Fonseca is here. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. It's uh, so nice. Emily got me uh, donuts. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's a good morning already. I think uh, today's going to be a good day. Now, I wonder if, you know, if our audience wants to uh, tease Mr. Fonseca, maybe commenting or posting memes or uh, calling in with uh, secret and hidden uh, things about his life that need to be revealed publicly on live radio. I just found out one of my friends is listening, so I hope he doesn't call. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, happy birthday. Uh, 20, you're how old? 23? 23 years old. Yes, sir. I'm 23. So, wow. I've uh, been a Catholic for a long time now. Praise be to God. Uh, now, what is what do 23 year olds do for their birthdays these days? Shark diving, uh, bungee jumping, skydiving? I well, mean, considering uh, it's a Friday in Lent, uh, we're going to have a crawfish boil. At my house, so that's that's the plan for today. <laughs> Crawfish boil, eh? Does that have all the fixings, got the corn on the cob and all Everything of that Everything except well? for the sausage. And it's Friday, yeah. How can you can't do anything? Wow, that's bummer. Bummer. See, we had boudin earlier this week, and uh, I, oof, let me tell you, boudin and crackling, but it was not a Friday in Lent, so it's okay. It's perfectly fine. Well, praise be to God. Happy birthday to you, Adrian Fonseca. Uh, twenty three years of life, and uh, may God grant you twenty three more. Praise be to Jesus. Hopefully along the way, some of your relatives will chime in with some juicy stories that we can share live on the radio. 
Uh, but if you want to wish Mr. Fonseca a happy birthday, a great place to do that is on our live video feeds over at uh, Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitter at GRN Online. You can search also for Catholic Drive Time or even on the Station of the Cross on Facebook. So we'd be grateful for your participation there. Let's begin. We have a lot to jump into today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. We're asking our Lady to intercede for all of us and all of our intentions today. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. And now the headlines with Emily Alcrez. Pope Francis landed in Baghdad this morning. For leaving for his trip, the Holy Father went to the Basilica of St. Mary Major for a moment of prayer before the Byzantine icon of Salus Populi Romani, Mary, protection of the Roman people. Pope Francis is visiting Iraq from March 5th to the 8th in a trip intended to strengthen the hope of the country's persecuted Christian minority and to foster fraternity and interreligious dialogue. In just over three days, Pope Francis is scheduled to travel 900 miles within Iraq, meeting with political leaders, prominent Muslim clerics, and Christian communities. He will be the first pope in history to visit the Middle Eastern country. Cardinal Donald Wuerl, Archbishop Emeritus of Washington, D.C., who stepped down in 2018 amid scandal, received over $2 million from the Archdiocese last year for unspecified ministry activities an investigation has found. The amount appropriated to Wuerl is up to approximately $1.5 million from $1.5 million in 2019. The Archdiocesan financial statement does not detail what continuing ministry activities the funds facilitated. In contrast, the amount the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. allocated for formation of priests declined slightly from $1.1 million in 2019 to just over a million in 2020. Revelations during the summer of 2018 about the sexual misconduct of former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick showed that Whirl, McCarrick's successor, was aware of McCarrick's misdeeds. And the U.S. bishops are offering conflicting messages on the new Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. Some bishops, such as Bishop Kevin Rhodes of Fort Wayne South Bend, have said that the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine can be used in good moral conscience. Other bishops, such as Bishop Michael Duca of Baton Rouge, are advising Catholics to opt for vaccines with a more remote connection to abortion, like Moderna or Pfizer. On the other hand, Bishop David Kagan of Bismarck, North Dakota, essentially prohibited Catholics in his own diocese from accepting the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And at least one bishop, Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas, has publicly expressed his personal opposition to receiving any of the approved COVID-19 vaccines. And Pope Francis has appointed the Archbishop of Newark, Cardinal Joseph Tobin, a member of the Congregation for Bishops. The only other American in the congregation is Cardinal Blaise Supich of Chicago. The Congregation for Bishops is responsible for overseeing the selection and appointment of bishops. It also deals with the erection and suppression of dioceses, oversight of bishops, and the preparation for and response to bishops' ad limina visits to Rome. The prefect of the Congregation for Bishops does not have unlimited power in Episcopal appointments, but plays a significant role in the process, part of which includes meeting with the Pope most Saturdays. The 68-year-old Cardinal Tobin is a redemptorist priest and has led the Archdiocese of Newark since 2017. 
I'm Emily Alcaraz, and these are your Friday morning headlines through a Catholic lens. St. Joseph John, or rather I should start by saying St. John Joseph of the Cross. Got to get that right. St. John Joseph of the Cross. Pray for us. He was born on the 15th of August, 1654 in Naples, Italy. He joined the Franciscans at the age of 16. He was an ascetic. He was the first Italian to follow the reform movement of St. Peter Alcantara, who sought to make the order more devoted to penance and austerity. John had such a reputation for holiness that his superiors put him in charge of establishing a new friary before he was even ordained. He joined the work crew, serving as the hod carrier, then a mason, and became a novice master, a guardian, and even a provincial of the order. When his time as provincial expired, though, he he dedicated himself to hearing confessions, practicing mortifications, and to the concerns of the day and the age, the age of enlightenment especially those concerns that were contrary to the faith itself. He had the gifts of prophecy and healing and would swoon into ecstasies, and he was known to levitate and even to bilocate. He would die on the 5th of March, 1734, there in Naples. And uh, he was canonized by Pope Gregory XVI in May of 1839. St. John Joseph of the Cross, pray for us. The gospel comes to us from Matthew chapter 21, verses 33 through 43 and 45 through 46. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, and dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again, he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper time. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this this parable, they knew that he was speaking about them. And although they were attempting to arrest him, they feared the crowds, for they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I love this particular passage. I think I've said that too a bunch of times already, but I do love this passage for many reasons. It is fantastic. Notice first who Jesus is speaking to. It's a great way to really analyze a particular passage. Who is the one speaking? Who is the intended audience? And what is the context? What is the author trying to communicate to us? How is the context to fit within the the, the 
book itself, the entire Bible, etc., etc., etc. So here Jesus is speaking to the chief priests and the elders of the people. Notice that. Remember, just the other day we we heard that passage in Matthew twenty three, the, the the chair of Moses, the seat of authority that these people possessed. Do what they command you to do, but don't follow their example because they're hypocrites. Remember that they have authority. Even Jesus recognizes that. So this passage comes before that one does because this is Matthew twenty one. But notice he's speaking to the guys in charge, and what does he say? This is a nation that's not producing or producing fruit, but it's bad fruit, and there are bad consequences. That's only here in Matthew. In this particular parable, do we see that use of a nation producing fruit being used. This is a key clue to understanding what Jesus is going to be getting at here. This passage is like a compendium of salvation history itself. It goes through the entire plan of God uh, giving a, a, a wine press, a hedge, a tower to the tenants, and the tenants are expected to do their part, is expected to produce the fruit, and to provide it back to the Father. And when they don't, he sends his messengers, and they beat and abuse, and he sends his son, and they they send him outside of the vineyard, outside of the wall, outside of the hedge, and they kill him there. This is what, I'm going to read to you a quote right from the 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 Catholic Study Bible that I use, the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible I, I use as a commentary. It says this. It's really, really good. I can't say it better. It says, quote, the parable of the wicked tenants is an allegory. The householder is God. The vineyard is Jerusalem. The tenants are Israel's leaders, while the servants are Old Testament prophets persecuted for warning Israel of its sins. The son is Jesus, who will be thrown out of the vineyard and crucified outside the city. Because of the wickedness of the tenants, God will put them to death when he judges Jerusalem in AD 70. He will entrust the new covenant kingdom to other tenants in the church, unquote. It's powerful. Just like when God took away the priesthood of the firstborn away from the people in Exodus chapter 32 and gave it to Aaron and his sons, so Jesus is taking away the authority from the the scribes and the Pharisees, and he's giving it to other tenants, and that is the Catholic Church. That is the new Israel. His ministers, Peter and the apostles and their successors down to our age, are the ones entrusted, the new tenants. But trust me when I tell you, we, no, no person in the church gets away with it. No person in the church gets away with sin. All of us will be held accountable to include his new ministers too. Let us pray for our bishops, priests, and all those serving in the church that they live good and holy lives and minister to the flock of Christ properly and in a good way, bringing souls to salvation. Amen? We're going to be right back with What's Concerning Us section. A ton of Catholic drive time is headed your way. Christians are often accused of bigotry for opposing the homosexual lifestyle, but such a charge is unfounded. First, the charge wrongly defines bigotry as having a negative opinion about a behavior. Bigotry is having a negative opinion based on emotion rather than reason, unwilling to give a fair hearing to opposing views, and engaging in invective rather than reason debate. Mere opposition to sexual activity among members of the same sex doesn't fit that bill. Second, The objection fails to distinguish between negative opinions about a practice and negative opinions about a person. A negative judgment on homosexual behavior no more implies a negative view of the people involved than a negative judgment on any other type of immoral behavior. So to my Christian friends I say fear not 
and continue to stand strong. You're not a bigot for opposing homosexual behavior. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time, heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. I want to thank Patty and Glenn and Sean and the uh, the 14 others who shared our video over on the Facebook side this morning. God love you and God bless you. Thank you for doing that. Do me a favor and, uh, you know, tease Adrian Fonseca today. Today's his birthday. Praise be to God. I, I, I'm tempted. I'm very tempted to sing happy birthday to you. We don't want to make the audience's ears bleed. So uh, <laughs> may, maybe during the after show when there's less people to uh, to make their ears bleed. But it is uh, the holy season of Lent and penance is the order of the day. So in some ways, I'd be doing a great service to those that would be listening. Don't you this, think? This is true. That's a good point. There would be a great penance for them to have a to hear you sing. <laughs> and terrible penance. Um, I say if anybody double dogs dare me, uh, I may do that. It, I'm do very, it in very Spanish. Tempted. Hmm, that's interesting. Is the son. All right. Well, welcome to the What's Concerning Us section. Praise be to God. Don't forget, uh, Father Benedict Keeley is going to be our guest in the guest segment today. He, that He's with Nazarene.org. He's been spending many years traveling to the Middle East, raising awareness to the attention the plight of Christians in the Middle East. And, of course, we all know that uh, His Holiness Pope Francis is in Iraq right now. It's a monumental thing. Uh, the Pope has never been to Iraq in the past. So it's kind of a big deal. So we thought it would be a great opportunity to speak with Father Keeley about his work, about the lives of Christians, especially in Iraq. What are they facing? What are their challenges? What can we do about that? We're going to have that conversation later in the program. But in the What's Concerning Us, we go over several stories that we are concerned about from the headline news. And I know I have a list, but I have a a piece of good news today, too. Um, We're going to try to incorporate more good news in the program. And today I did find a story that I thought, oh, that's so cool. I like that. But here's a couple of stories real quick. We'll go over them pretty pretty fast here that I was concerned about. This is a story from yesterday. And if I'm not mistaken, Emily, I think you reported this story uh, yesterday. I meant to bring it up, but we had a guest yesterday and we didn't uh, have the time. This one is reported by the Epic Times. It says, drug overdose deaths at record high. Mexican cartel stronger than ever, according to the DEA. Did you report on that? No, I reported on drug overdoses increasing among children, Mm. but not in cartels. (laughs) These aren't specific to cartels. uh, But it says that the article goes on to say, drug overdose deaths spiked during the first few months of the 2020 pandemic-related lockdowns. According to um, provisional data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. It says more than 83,500 people died from an overdose overdose in the 12-month period ending July 2020, an average of 228 deaths per day. It's the highest number of overdose deaths ever recorded, and the final number, which is up 24% over the same period in the year prior, is expected to be even higher. The CDC issued an emergency health advisory on December the 17th, 
alerting public health workers to acceleration of overdose fatalities in lockstep with widespread shutdowns. And I think this is the point I want to make. That we've seen, and I, we've said this a bunch of times, but you know, when when the governor of Texas, I, and I want to say the Mississippi governor as well, uh, announced that they're going to be opening their states wide open. You know, then there was lots of pushback from DC and and the media. This was ha- this was dangerous. This was hazardous. What about to the people who have suffered through through overdoses, depression, uh, addictions of all kinds have been on the rise. We've reported on abuse cases that have been on the rise, abuse of children, abuse of of women on the rise as a result to the lockdowns. It seems rather strange to me that the critics who would say that uh, opening up a state is harmful seem to ignore all these other issues. What about all these other lives that might have been uh, saved had they not been forced into lockdown? It seems rather uh, myopic and crazy to me. It's very concerning for sure. What's on your radar? On my radar is this new study. Of course, this is something that we have been aware of for quite a while now, but now we have the research to back it up. So this is the first study of its kind um, exploring political bias in academia. So now we have the proof. This is a study done by Dr. Eric Kaufman from the University of London. I have it in the headlines for the next segment. But he did a study on universities in the U.S., the U.K., and Canada to prove that there is a liberal bias in upper uh academia. And so he what he found was that 73% of academics, that is people at universities are liberal and only 5% are conservative. And he also found that 90% of all Trump supporters in academia or Brexit supporters in, in the UK um, are uncomfortable expressing their views and 50% of them censor their own thoughts to get through college. Um, so now we have this this proof, we have the data to back up the reality that, yes, upper education does turn people liberal because they're influenced by that environment where they're only hearing one viewpoint. There is no diversity of viewpoints in upper uh, education. So that's something to keep in mind when you're mm. looking at colleges. That's why I chose to go to a Catholic university. Um, and that's why I think people should... Uh, Take this more into consideration. So many people are concerned that they're, oh, they're, my children, my son, my daughter left. They became liberal when they, went, when they went to college. They left the church when they went to college. Well, that has a huge influence on them when all of their peers and all of their professors are only giving them one viewpoint. And so I think that's something that people need to take more so into, consider, into consideration when they're considering higher education. Well, what about uh, Catholic ministry campus, you know, a campus ministry on Good grief. Catholic campus ministry on on the university campuses. Shouldn't that be a consideration as well for parents? Yes, as it is, but it's not always enough um, because they have to. The problem is they have to seek that out on their own, and their roommates and their uh, classmates and their professors might be giving them something else and pressuring them not to seek that out. So, but that definitely that helps, but it's not always enough. Well, there's tons of choices out there, and there's no reason to choose just the big box uh, campuses for sure. I know that uh, looks good on a resume and all, but what about the soul of your child? I think that's a bigger, bigger consideration, in my opinion. But uh, here's another uh, article that uh, I there's a couple of articles this last week that related to the the National Guard troops in D.C. Um, and I just didn't have chance to bring these up. One of them was about the food situation. The D.C. Uh, guardsmen from Michigan were being fed substandard food uh, to include raw chicken meat 
and metal shavings and rotten fruit. And there were, I, th- I think there was at least uh, a handful of soldiers that had to go to the hospital as a result. So substandard food, and we've seen in the past, I don't know what their current situation is. Maybe it's perfectly fine. But in the past, we saw they had substandard living conditions as well. Um, now we're seeing a report out today that they're increasing, uh, or not increasing, but they're keeping the troops around for even longer. So there was a big QAnon thing that said, on March 4th, we're going to have this big, everybody's going to converge on the Capitol, and it was this big thing. Turned out to be a nothing burger. Four people, I think, showed up. So we have this massive, you know, presence there, still on the mall, still there around our nation's capital. And there's really been no threat whatsoever. But the, now they're extending the, the stay of the uh, guardsmen beyond March 12th. So who knows? Nancy Pelosi said... Uh, we need them for as long as we need them, and as many as we need for as long as we need. It's very vague. Who knows is the answer. But uh, it, it concerns me having served in our military to see our troops. I mean, these are guardsmen, so they have lives back home. They, they have, uh, you know, families back home. They got jobs back home. They got, you know, things that they have to attend to, and we don't know what their current status is going to, uh, how long it's going to go. So that's very concerning to me, praying for our troops that are standing guard against what threat? Who knows? It uh, doesn't seem to be one there for sure. Did you hear about uh, Becerra investigating hospitals that apply, quote, Catholic limits on care, unquote, in Los Angeles? No, I didn't, but that's ironic because he claims he is Catholic. Exactly. When, when pressed about things like abortion, he mentions his grandmother's rosary. Like, he didn't answer the question. He just talks about his grandmother praying the rosary. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was during his uh, confirmation hearing. So, uh, Attorney General in California, Xavier Becerra, uh, disclosed Tuesday, this is according to the Los Angeles Times, by the way, disclosed Tuesday that his office is investigating whether the Catholic healthcare chain Providence Health has violated its legal commitments by applying religious restrictions on care at one of Orange County's premier hospitals. It says Becerra's office is requesting a heap of documentation from Providence about its dealings with Haug Haug Memorial Hospital, a Newport Beach medical center with which it has partnered since 2016 and is now an acrimonious dispute. It comes as Becerra awaits Senate confirmation of his nomination as President Biden's Secretary of Health and Human Services. Uh, Becerra's actions... Uh, action follows a confidential complaint that several doctors at Haug filled with his uh, filed with his office in October. Good grief, the brain is not working today. Uh, it says the doctors, all women's health specialists, detailed numerous instances in which they said Providence applied the ethical and religious directives for Catholic health care to Haug. Essentially, I'm going to boil this down so I can stop. Uh, having the uh, f- the frog brain, as we say here on the show, the frog brain, morning frog brain. Essentially, they, they're they not going to pay for contraception. And Becerra is investigating as to why they're not going to pay, pay for contraception. And that's because we're Catholic, and we believe that contraception is intrinsically evil, and we won't participate in it. It, it subverts... Uh, the natural means of reproduction, and uh, and we are not going to participate in that. That's why, Becerra, you're a Catholic. You should know this. You have a catechism just like I do, and you can read it just like I can. 
And I don't understand. It's crazy. So I'm very concerned about that for sure. There's good news, uh, Emily. Oh, yeah? I, it happens. Who knew? <laughs> I'm, I'm told that on rare occasion, usually in a leap year, you can find some good news in the headlines. And today I found one. Southwest Airlines, there was a flight crew for Southwest Airlines that found a Navy sailor's wallet left behind on the plane. And the, 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 uh, the attendant uh, kept it, and she was going to mail it back to herself to make sure he got it. And they opened the wallet to look for the, the, who it belonged to, and if they had an address, and they found that it belonged to a Navy sailor. So we, along with the wallet, they included $100 in cash and a note wow. thanking him for his service to our country. That's wonderful. I love it when people do do stuff like that. That's super cool. This Praise is why I fly Southwest. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't fly Southwest. They give you free but. luggage. It's great. <laughs> oh, is that what that is too? Yeah. yeah. Well, praise be to God. That's a good news story. That one is, pre- that one is uh, published with CBN News, the, uh, the Protestant uh, outlet CBN News reported on that. I love those stories. I, whenever I see those types of stories, especially in social media, I, I almost tear up when I read that stuff. It's just so cool. So praise be to God. Um, there's another concerning story. I got about a few seconds left. You had, did you have another story? Um, I was concerned about Cardinal Worrell receiving $2 million, which is twice yeah. the amount that his archdiocese gives to priestly formation that's for unspecified um, ministries. But that's it. That's all I have to say on that. I was also concerned about New York uh, paving the way for COVID vaccine passports uh, carried Ooh, on your no. phone in order for you to live and breathe and exist and, and have uh, liberties in, in, the, in the public sphere. So very concerned about that. Maybe we'll talk about all of those stories plus more in our after show later in this morning. So if you can join us for the second hour, well, you can be a part of that conversation too. You usually drive that conversation. But we're going to go to break. We're going to come back with breaking news and stories with Emily and then Father Benedict Keeley from Nazarene.org is our guest. Don't go anywhere. Coming right your way. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed that sometimes it's hard to get along with your family? That sometimes the people in your family are downright uncongenial? Well, G.K. Chesterton says that is precisely why the family is so important. Because it is often uncongenial. Every family is filled with the same problematical people that you find everywhere else. And so anyone revolting against the family is simply revolting against mankind. As Chesterton says, Aunt Elizabeth is unreasonable, like mankind. Papa is excitable, like mankind. Our youngest brother is mischievous, like mankind. And so, if we can get along with our family, we can get along with anyone. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time Show. Today's Friday, March 6th, and these are your headlines for today. 
Pope Francis landed in Baghdad this morning. The Holy Father began his trip by going to the Basilica of St. Mary Major for a moment of prayer before the Byzantine icon of Salus Populi Romani, Mary Protection of the Roman People. Pope Francis is visiting Iraq from March 5th to the 8th in a trip intended to strengthen the hope of the country's persecuted Christian minority and to foster fraternity and interreligious dialogue. In just over three days, Francis is scheduled to travel 900 miles within Iraq, meeting with political leaders, prominent Muslim clerics, and Christian communities. He will be the first pope in history to visit the Middle Eastern country. A new decade-long study exploring political biases in academia demonstrates that a majority of conservative academics experience a hostile environment for their beliefs in America, Canada, and British universities. The study led by Dr. Eric Kaufman from the University of London is the first of its kind investigating political discrimination and authoritarianism by university professors, and its findings constitute hard data on the absence of viewpoint diversity. In the top 100 U.S. universities, the study found that 73% of academics are liberal, 22% made no affiliation, and only around 5% are conservative. Dr. Kaufman also found that over 90% of Trump supporters in academia are uncomfortable expressing their views, and over 50% of all conservative academics in North America and Britain have admitted to censoring their own work. The Susan B. Anthony List and American Principles Project have joined forces to establish a new election transparency initiative with the mission of addressing voter confidence and the integrity of the election process, in part by rejecting attempts to loosen, loosen American voting laws and practices. The initiative, boasting a $5 million benefaction, is opposing H.R. 1, the so-called For the People Act of 2021, which passed the U.S. House of Representatives yesterday by a vote of 220 to 210. The bill would have removed all accountability related to acquiring absentee ballots whilst pushing ballot harvesting. And a first-term Republican congresswoman from Illinois has introduced a bill to protect students' bodily privacy from the White House's recent transgenderist interpretation of Title IX. Congresswoman Mary Miller introduced the Safety and Opportunity for Girls Act, her first bill, last Friday. According to Miller's press release, the bill would clarify that nothing in Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972 can be interpreted to give the Biden administration the authority to prohibit schools from maintaining sex-segregated bathrooms, locker rooms, sports teams, and academic programs. Miller said she introduced the bill to protect single-sex spaces for young women like her own daughters. The congresswoman also added, quote, Democrats continue to push radical gender ideology on our children, and we must draw the line to protect women and girls. I'm Emily Alcaraz, and these are your Friday morning headlines through a Catholic lens. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Thank you, Emily, for reading the news and keeping us up to date. Uh, I want to say... If you haven't heard and during the break, we've been playing these spots. Real Estate for Life is becoming a sponsor of Catholic Drive Time, so partially underwriting part of our program, and we're very grateful for Real Estate for Life. Real Estate for Life, they connect uh, buyers and sellers of homes to real estate agents and support pro-life organizations, and they uh, they give their clients a sort of a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org, and I'm very grateful for their uh, underwriting our program. 
program. So praise be to God for that. You can find uh, the details of our show and all of that at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. But joining us right now via Zoom chat all the way from uh, sunny England, praise be to God, is Father Benedict Keeley, the founder of Nazarene.org. Good morning to you, Father. Good morning, Joe. Great to be with you on Guadalupe Radio again. Yeah, praise be to God. It's good to have you back. Now, Nazarene... And it is, it is sunny, by the way, in England. Just so the listeners know, I, we see the sun. We I, see the sun in England. I was trying to be uh, cheeky there. I was trying to a little tongue-in-cheek. Because everybody it knows... It doesn't work. It never is sunny in England. It's always uh, foggy, right? I mean, that's the rule. No. No. <laughs> it's, it's fake news. It's beautiful. It's God's own country. <laughs> Well, from your lips to God's ears, Father. Uh, let's talk about Nazarene.org. The Pope is in Iraq. It's kind of a big deal. It's pretty monumental. Uh, you've been raising awareness to the plight of Christians in the Middle East for a very long time now. Uh, how do you see this historic trip? You're right. It's it's huge. I mean, he's just arrived just, just a few minutes ago, the first Pope ever in history, to this ancient land where Christians have been for 2,000 years. I think that's one of the most important things for the listeners to understand, because often when I'm preaching or speaking uh, in the U.S. or in England, people say, well, when, when did we bring the faith to, to, to Iraq? Or when did we bring the faith to the Middle East? And it's the exact opposite. They were there. I mean, when we think on Pentecost Sunday, that remember that long list we hear of the people who were listening to Peter preaching, the Parthians, the Medes, the Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia is Iraq. They were there at the birth of the church. And so the Pope is going, they, they believe that their church was founded by the Apostle Thomas, Doubting Thomas. So for the first Pope in history to go, there is a massive, massive deal. And of course, he's going, as he said himself, to a church of martyrs, a church of witnesses, a suffering church, as, as the whole church across the Middle East is suffering. But it's a profoundly important moment in the life of the church and for all of us, for all of us who claim to be members of the body of Christ. So a lot of prayer is needed during these days as well. So I'd encourage people to be praying for the safety of the Holy Father, for the safety of everybody there, and then for blessings on the church in Iraq. It wasn't all that long ago when ISIS was was pushing Christians out of their homes and marking these homes with the Arabic letter for N. Uh, which uh, that's the that's where you're getting your name Nazarene, right? And that's yes. the backstory there. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, for those who uh, it's it's always I, I'm always amused when I'm on radio, but I'm actually also on screen as well. But if anyone is watching, you'll be able to see the the Arabic N right behind me or above my shoulder. The Arabic N, the Nun in Arabic, is what ISIS, but also it's been for centuries marked the houses of Christian N for Nasrani. It means Christian. So they marked the houses, meaning Christians lived here, and it was a sign for them to get out or to be killed, basically. So we took that symbol six years ago uh, <coughs> as the symbol of solidarity with to show that we were in solidarity with persecuted Christians. And it's become a very, very powerful sign. But it's it's not just for Iraq. It's not just for the Middle East. It's It's a sign that we are identifying as Christians with Christians. And so our organization, my little charity, began that. Others have, have um, copied it, and copying is, I suppose, a form of flattery. But um, <laughs> it's good. It's all good because it raises awareness and um, it helps. When I go, you know, I, I was, funny enough, I was at the dentist literally the other day, and the, the dentist was Iraqi, an Iraqi lady. 
and she knew exactly, I had the lapel pin on, she knew exactly what it was. She knew it was the Arabic letter, she didn't quite know why, and so we had a nice little discussion. So it's a, it's a form of witness as well. Mm. I have one of your pens, and I've worn it on a number of occasions to public events, and I've also gotten attention, like, what is that? And had the opportunity to uh, to to have that conversation. You know, I, I, I interviewed Bishop Emmanuel uh, Shaleta, who is the the Chaldean bishop in San Diego, born and raised in Iraq. I interviewed him last year, or end of 2019, and we had a great conversation. He told me about his brother. When ISIS was approaching their village, uh, his brother got a knock on the front door by his neighbor. They had been neighbors for 40 years, and his neighbor said, ISIS will be here tomorrow I know you have to leave. Why don't you give your house to me so at least you know uh, it's gone to a friend? Now, he said his neighbor was so shocked. He said his brother was so shocked that his neighbor didn't say, I'm going to defend you. We're all here for you because you're, we've been friends. You know, we've shared 40 years together. His neighbor said, give your house to me. And it, mm-hmm. sh- it just left him in utter shock. They had to flee for their lives uh, in hopes of uh, of not being martyred or worse, their daughters, their wives being taken uh, by ISIS. Uh, it was a pretty shocking situation. And when he described it to me, uh, you know, I couldn't imagine what the worst trouble I'm going to have today, Father, is whether or not my coffee is hot enough, uh, let alone deal with uh, neighbors turning against me that I've known forever. Uh, is that still the case? What is their life like now in Iraq? Well, it's still very hard. Many of them have not returned precisely because of those facts, their neighbors betrayed them. It's very hard to live. The Pope will be preaching, uh, we know, quite a strong message of reconciliation. And that's all well and good. But there, there is some concern, I have to say, from the Christians in Iraq that, that that message mustn't be, as it were, overdone. Because the Christians say to me, well, we were in peace. We don't need to be told to live in peace. We were living peacefully with our neighbors. They attacked us. They drove us out of our homes. They kidnapped our wives and children. So um, that that, reconcil- that that interreligious dialogue angle is, is all well and good. But the central focus must be on the witness. Remember the word martyr means witness. So they witnessed, many of them to the point of death, to death. The Pope this afternoon, later this afternoon, will be in the cathedral, the Syriac Catholic Cathedral in Baghdad, where you remember just a few years ago in in 2010, um, Islamist terrorists came in, blew the place up, blew up their suicide vest, killed two priests, more than 40 men, women and children. Their cause for beatification is going ahead. So it's a church of witnesses. And now they are, ISIS is rising again. ISIS, I think I may have said this when I was on your show last time, ISIS is just a name. It's about an ideology. They're rising again, but also the Christians on the Nineveh plain, for the listeners, if they, you remember from your, from your scriptures, the prophet Jonah went to Nineveh. Nineveh is Mosul. Mosul. The Pope is going to Mosul. Hold that thought, Father Keeley. I have to interrupt you. You're on a famous list now of people I have cut off. But we'll be right back after this very short break with Father Benedict Keeley in the Nazarene.org, a witness to Christian persecution. St. Benedict says, prayer is essential, period. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. In the rule of St. Benedict, he gives detailed instructions for Benedictine communities to come together several times each day to pray the Liturgy of the Hours. By contrast, his teaching on private prayer for monks is very simple. He advises that when a monk is moved to pray, he should do so privately with heartfelt devotion. 
No matter where you live, it's important to set aside a specific time to pray each day. You can pray together with family or your church community, or simply pray alone. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com Prayer should always be one of our priorities. A serious and focused effort to pray will lead us to true devotion of the heart. Access to clean water is something we often take for granted. When we turn on a faucet, out pours clean water that's safe for drinking. But that's not true in countries like Kenya, where the number one cause of child mortality is from drinking contaminated water. Together, we can change that. Cross Catholic Outreach works with local Catholic partners around the world to transform the lives of families living in poverty. Join this mission at crosscatholic.org bless. Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. It's so good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Uh, now, there was uh, several people commenting that there was no sound all of a sudden on the live video streams. That's because Adrian, our producer, whose birthday it is today, by the way, if I mentioned it's his birthday, I'm not sure if I mentioned that out loud, but it's his birthday today. Uh, he decided to get uh, to get uh, very creative and share a screen share of the Nazarene.org website, which we highly encourage you to check out. But unfortunately, there was no sound during that process. So uh, thanks, Adrian, for that. You're you're awesome, buddy. Don't worry. It's fixed now. Next time I share the screen, <laughs> there will be sound. Praise be to God. But we're still live across the radio stations of the Cross and the Guadalupe Radio Network. So good morning to you in, uh, in Massachusetts and New York and Pennsylvania and Ohio and Alabama and Florida and Texas and New Mexico and Kansas and everywhere else. God love you and God bless you. But Father Bennett Achille is our guest. Nazarene.org is his website. He raises awareness to the plight of Christians in the Middle East. And, you know, uh, Father, uh, Emily and I were talking with Colm Flynn from EWTN, uh, was that a week ago? And he was talking about his trip to Iraq. And, and Emily, remember how he said he talked about how uh, there was a real concern that the Pope wouldn't be strong enough in the eyes of the right. Muslims. He was mentioning the fact that, too, uh, although the, the Pope is having all these great ecumenical meetings with people, um, Conflin pointed out that from a Muslim perspective, it might seem weak. And so I was wondering, Father Benedict, do you think that um, this will have a negative effect on the Christians because they will see the Holy Father as sort of giving in to the, the Muslim leaders? There's definitely a concern, Emily. There, there is a real concern that um, he needs to be strong. He needs to be, I've heard, you know, I've been there, as I say, seven times, and I've heard multiple times, I was speaking to someone in Iraq just yesterday, that their central concern is that he highlights the persecution and highlights the fact that Christians are equal citizens in Iraq. You know, at the moment, they're not. They are second-class citizens under the Iraqi constitution, as all religious minorities are. And I know he will address this during his first speech. He will ask that nobody can be a second-class citizen in Iraq, but he needs to be forceful. They're hoping he will be forceful. And yes, um, Christians are peacemakers. We are there in the middle often between two sides, between the Shia Muslims and between the Sunni Muslims. The uh, ISIS was Sunni. Now the Christians are surrounded by Shia militias on the Nineveh Plain. I was saying just before that on the Nineveh Plain, where Jonah preached, where Mosul is, which is Nineveh, where the Pope will go on Sunday, they're surrounded now by Shia militias. And 
they need to know that the Pope is on their side, which he is, obviously, but very forcefully speaking and challenging the world community. This is a moment, these three days are a moment where the world's media will finally, having forgotten about the Christians for so long, be a bit more focused on them. So it's a, mo it's a perfect moment. It's an opportunity that mustn't be wasted, because if it is wasted, many people feel the, the Christians of Iraq will be almost extinct. Wow. Father Bennett Achille is our guest. Nazarene.org is the website. Uh, Father, do you believe that this trip will have lasting or good uh, implications for the Christians there? Or do you think it'll be a nice trip, good photo op? I mean, what do you, what do you, what's your real heart and, and opinion of the result of this historic trip? Well, no, please God, it will be. I mean, we know that Pope John, St. John Paul II, wanted to go to Iraq during the Great Jubilee in 2000. He wanted to go because of his great pilgrimage, going to, to the Holy Land, and, and go. he was in Syria, and he wanted to go. He wasn't able to go. So the Pope, Pope Francis, is, is in a sense fulfilling that desire of, of, of uh, St. John Paul. However, the, also the world has changed dramatically. Remember, again, we don't want to get into politics, but remember, it was the prophetic words of Pope John Paul, St. John Paul, who said, when the invasion happened in 2003 of Iraq, he warned, he prophesied that it would be catastrophic for Iraq's Christians. And that is exactly what's happened. They've been decimated. And so this is almost, I've been told many times, this is almost the last chance. They will be, I mean, there'll always be some Christians in Iraq, but do they go from, they've gone from about 1.3 million before the 2003 war to about about 200,000 now. Now, if this was an animal, the World um, Wildlife Fund has categories for extinction, and Christians in Iraq are now at the official in danger of extinction level. Wow. So this trip, this trip is, you could say, it's not too, too dramatic to say, this trip is almost their last chance. If the world realizes we must save, you know, we save frogs, we do all we can to save frogs, but... Here is this ancient Christian civilization, and this is the moment. If the world reacts, and if the Christian churches in the West react, then it will give them hope. Because the youth, you see, the youth, he will address the youth very strongly, I know. But young people, if they don't feel they've got any future, they'll all leave. And then that's it. You've got a church of a few old people left and a few priests and bishops, and, so and that's it. So it's critical. It's critical. Father Benedict, what can our listeners do to get involved? Because I'm sure many people are hearing about this and they're like, what can I do to help? So what can our listeners do? How can they get involved with Nazarene and, or in other ways to help the persecuted Christians? Thank you, Emily. Well, first, it's not pious to say, pray, pray. I always say this, prayer is a first resort, not a last resort. Pray, pray every day for the persecuted church, even one Hail Mary. Pray for them every day for the rest of your lives, that God will aid them and strengthen them. Secondly, yes, support, financial, etc. my charity, Nazarene. I always just have to spell it for you guys because people always go for the Z rather than the S. N-A-S-A-R-E-A-N.org, Nazarene.org. We're helping trying to keep families there, starting little businesses so people stay, so they have a future. And then always advocacy, speaking up. Ask your parish priest. How come we don't pray for the persecuted? Ask the bishop, what are you doing for the persecuted? Are you having a night of prayer in your cathedral? Do you know, I think, I may be wrong, there's been only one night of prayer with a bishop in his own cathedral in the United States 
in the last five years. I may be wrong, wow. but certainly mo not more than a handful, with the bishop himself praying in his own cathedral. And that was in Portland, Oregon, I know, because I was preaching there. But that bishop, Archbishop Alexander, uh, Alexander Sample, wanted a night of prayer in his own cathedral. And we, we need that. We need to, and then they can say to the, also to their senators, to their representatives, there's a lot of concern, I have to say, with the new administration that a shift of emphasis is going to, is already occurring away from helping Christians to helping other minority groups, which perhaps are, people can guess who those minority groups are. And I know in Iraq, they're, they're very, very worried because they were getting some help from the last administration that they didn't get from the Obama administration. So there's a lot of concern. People need to speak up for Christians. I personally uh, was eager to see a drawback or drawdown of U.S. troops overseas. We were pulling out of Syria, pulling out of Iraq, pulling out of Afghanistan, pulling out of North Africa. I mean, we were in many parts of the world, and most places, uh, most uh, most of us Americans didn't even know we were there, and we were there. And to see the troops starting to come home or be uh, reassigned, I thought that was a positive step in the, uh, in the shift away from regime change warfare. But now it looks like we're reversing course. Even in Syria, within 48 hours of the, uh, of the inauguration on January the 6th, or rather uh, in January, uh, there was uh, troops sent into Syria again. Uh, you know, so we're seeing a reversal, of course, here. This is very concerning, and I think the Christians will be the ones caught in the middle in most of this turmoil. Um, how do you see Syria and other parts uh, being affected by this geopolitics? Syria, it, well, and remember, there was a bombing. Syria was just bombed again. It, it seems like the old crew is back, the, the uh, military-industrial complex, the war, the war crew are back. Um, it's very complicated, but no regime change. Syria, for example, again, ancient Christian community, absolutely ancient Christian community, is being destroyed by sanctions. Now, it's nothing to do with how bad the regime is. Ordinary people, all I hear when I, we're involved in Syria is, well, I've been to Syria, I was there last uh, year ago, and um, the people are suffering. They're almost starving. They're, they're lining up. Imagine your children having to leave school for two or three hours a day to, to line up for bread, 10 hours waiting for gas for, to fill up your vehicle. Sanctions are just hurting the ordinary people. So it's not about sending troops in. Um, but in Iraq, yeah, it's the Christians need security, but more pressure is, is it really is needed on things like the government. Um, we've got economic pressure we can use without military pressure, we can cut money off. And there's all kinds of things that have to be done. But going back to the old war stuff is, is a recipe also for disaster. Father Bennett Achille is our guest. Nazarene.org is his website, uh, talking about the, the Christians in the Middle East. Now, I, I was looking on your website, Father. It looks like you're also involved in trying to help boost economic development among Christians in Iraq and probably other parts. Can you talk about that? Yes, Joe, it's a very simple uh, strategy. We're very, very small. Uh, small is beautiful. We're very, very, very small. Um, but our idea is one person at a time. It's a drop in the ocean, but if there wasn't one drop in the ocean, then there'd be no ocean. So um, what we do is we give, through, your, through the generosity of donors, we give a small amount, comparatively seven, $8,000 to start up a business to a family, Christian family in Iraq, in Syria, now in Lebanon, um, so we've expanded quite a bit over the last few years. 
we give them this money to start up. And you can start a company, a, a business, for that kind of money, which most people in the U.S. know they're, they're all either children, grandchildren of people who started their own business or running their own business, to do a startup. And that does two things. It stops just the charity flow. You're just not handing money to people to do nothing. They start a little business. For example, the latest one we've just helped in the town of Bartella in Iraq. Pope Francis will be quite close to that uh, on Sunday. Uh, it's a coffee shop. It's the first coffee shop in Bartella. Uh, we gave them the money. It's really beautiful if you see on the website. It looks like something you'd find in, in Manhattan. Um, and they stay. The family stays. Perhaps they start employing other people. And then uh, they survive and, and they thrive, please God. So it's very small, but it's one person at a time. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing. Really, that's our kind of little niche to do that. My job is to advocate. Okay. That the job of helping is to, is to do that. Praise be to God, Father Benedict Keeley from Nazarene.org. Our time is over, but we're very grateful for you being on our program today, uh, all the way from sunny UK. And you mean it this time. So praise Very God for that. Very sunny. Very <laughs> sunny. Look at my tan. My tan is extraordinary. Well, thank you for your witness and your advocacy for Christians in the Middle East. And uh, Nazarene.org is the website. We encourage everybody to go check it out. God bless you, Father. Have a great day. Bless you, Joe Emily. Thank you. All right. That's going to do it for the first hour of Catholic Drive Time. Uh, praise be to God. We had a lot of stream issues, but guess what? We're giving away a Mercedes in the next hour. So if you can join us online or on our app, we'd love to have you. Thank God bless you. you. For joining us on your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. What does the word apologetics mean? The word apologetics is derived from an ancient Greek word apologia or apologia, which means an apology. Not an apology in the modern sense of the word, which is to say you're sorry for something, but rather an apology in the ancient sense of the word, which is to make a reasoned defense of something or someone. In ancient times, the word apology referred to the case a lawyer would make on behalf of his client. So apologetics is about building the case for our faith, learning how to explain and defend our faith. Basically, there are three types of apologetics, natural, Christian, and Catholic. Natural apologetics builds the case for truths that we can know from the natural light of reason, truths that are able to be known without any divine intervention, truths such as the existence of God, the innate spirituality of the human soul, the objective reality of right and wrong, truths which the articles of our faith rest upon and build upon. Christian apologetics, on the other hand, builds the case for divinely revealed truths, truths that cannot be known by reason apart from faith, truths such as the reality of biblical miracles, the divinity of Christ, the virgin birth, and the resurrection, to name a few. Catholic apologetics encompasses all of Christian apologetics since Catholicism is the fullness of Christianity, but Catholic apologetics tends to focus on those truths of Christianity that are not generally believed by non-Catholic Christians, truths such as the Catholic Church having been founded by Jesus Christ, the papacy, the sacraments, the Immaculate Conception, and others. Again, the three main types of apologetics are natural, Christian, and Catholic. And in this course, we will be focusing mainly on Catholic apologetics, how to explain and defend the truths of our Catholic faith. 
a beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in the pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs are available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. With Joe McLean and Emily Alcaraz. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. It's so good to be on with you. Praise be to God. That was a great conversation, Father Benedict Keeley. Um, I think we say that all the time, though. I'm pretty sure I say that every time, but this time I really mean it. Uh, Father Benedict Keeley was wonderful. Nazarene.org is his website. Now, we did have a lot of technical problems uh, on the show, but I am chalking all of the stream problems and the app problems up to it being completely the fault of Adrian Fonseca because it's his birthday today. Uh, so happy birthday to you, Adrian. Much appreciated. I chalk it up to the demons. Well, okay, one of the issues I take full responsibility for. The other two, I, I blame the demons. It, it, you're not, so you're going to just, just, There's you're going to tell me it's not related at all to your birthday? Not at all. Not even kind of related to my birthday. I'm not, I'm not, not sure. Even, I, not even a little bit. I'm not sure I'd buy that. But and okay. everybody wants you to sing, and I'm trying to save them from letting you oh, sing. Oh, everyone um, wants me to sing. I, I think Emily is a much better singer. I don't know singer. about everyone. <laughs> I, uh, good morning to you, Emily. Alcaraz. Good morning. <laughs> uh, do you think we should sing, Emily? Um, I, I will only sing the Mañanitas. You will only sing, speak, <laughs> sing only it in, in Spanish. Spanish. Okay, well, praise be to but God. You're from San Antonio, so you know it, right? Yes. Uh, okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> now, are we going to be able to post the video of Father Benedict Keeley later today? Will that, or, or did the stream interruption cause problems for that? So that's a great question. I think so. Uh, so the software I used to save the video uh, would let me record up to that point. It'll stop recording, and I'll probably st- stick an image there or something else because I have the audio recorded separately on our other computer. So hopefully, God willing, we will be able to have uh, the video up today on Rumble, Catholic Drive Time on Rumble, Catholic Drive Time on Facebook, and Catholic Drive Time on YouTube. All right, so all that's still to come, so praise be to God for that. Now, normally in this hour of Catholic Drive Time, we would still have breaking news and stories, saint of the day, gospel of the day, plus we have our Fear and Trembling game show, and then we would do after show, but we're also broadcasting the Mass out of Corpus Christi at 7.30, so there's still a ton of stuff that comes in this hour. But today is special. Uh, we are going to forego the first segment of... Uh, the, the news, the saint, and the gospel, because we are actually going to be giving away a brand new Mercedes live on the air. And to do that, uh, we are joined by our colleagues over in uh, the home office in Midland, Texas. Uh, Sammy Rodriguez Jr., good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. I 
Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I was not expecting that today, but uh, here we are. We're giving away a car. We're giving away a prize for the game show. It's a great day. It's a great day. Thank yeah, you very much. God. Now, Sammy, tell us, who is with you there in live in the studio in Midland, Texas? All right. Uh, praise be to God. I'm not sure if we're having any uh, audio issues. Uh, there, we're getting reports saying that people cannot hear Midland's audio. So uh, we're going to let Adrian sort of work on that for a moment. And while he's doing that, let me just uh, let me just talk about the car raffle for a moment. Uh, now, the car raffle is an initiative that the Guadalupe Radio Network put into place. I want to say it was at least eight years ago. The first year was a crazy cool car donated by a priest in Midland, and uh, and it was just it was amazing. And then you know after that we kind of got settled into getting cars from dealers, and we were we were getting Mustangs, we were getting uh, Camaros. We've been through several cars. Last year we did a Cadillac, which I thought was super cool. But this year, first ever. Mercedes. And uh, I think the response was pretty good all over the network. I know my colleagues here in the Houston area selling all these tickets. They were they were having a great response. So praise be to God for that. Uh, so it's a very interesting opportunity. And here's the deal. It kind of gives, it's a win-win for everybody. It helps the Guadalupe Radio Network get through a dry season from a funding perspective. Right at, right in the new year, it's super important for us and for our radio apostolate to, to keep uh, that fund's coming in. And Sammy, if you're still there, let's get an audio check to make sure your audio is working. Well, hopefully, uh, let us know if uh, if the Midland audio can be heard or not heard. But Sammy, how did you guys do in your initi- in your efforts to sell raffle tickets there in the West Texas area? Amen. Praise be to God. All right. So I don't know if our technical issues have been resolved. I know they're still working over there, and so we're not sure if you're hearing or not. But uh, if you didn't hear, let me just recap for the benefit of those that possibly didn't hear. Sammy was just thanking everybody. I mean, everybody. All the incredible volunteers that helped to sell raffle tickets, all of the parishes that let us in, everyone who helped to make this year's car raffle a great success for the Guadalupe Radio Network because it really matters to us to help the 
the funding uh, continue to flow so that we can continue our radio apostolate, keeping the doors open, the lights on, and Catholic radio waves flowing right where you are in the station that you're listening to everywhere, Alabama, Florida, Texas, New Mexico, Kansas, and everywhere else, Washington, D.C., and Virginia, and Maryland. I mean, it really makes a difference, and we can't thank you enough for all of your generous uh, donations, selling raffle tickets, buying them, all of it. It matters. So, all right, so this is what we're going to do. We're still trying to work on uh, getting the tech side. Uh, so I may have to do a little bit of play-by-play here action, but Sammy, I'm not sure if they can hear you or not. But I tell you what, why don't you start getting the volunteer in the background there, uh, shuffling all of the tickets, and then uh, we will begin the process of, of pulling it out. Now, do we know how many tickets are total in the, in the drawing at this point? It's big, though. <laughs> the handle broke. All right, it's a big, it's a big golden hopper. I don't know, it's not pure gold. I imagine it's brass or something, but it, it's just, I'm looking at it through a little tiny screen. It's got, it's filled with car raffle ticket stubs in there. So are, we're gonna, sh- we're gonna spin it, we're gonna shake it, we're gonna get it all mixed up, so that way we can get a nice and fair drawing, and we're gonna announce the winner here in just a moment. Are we ready for that, Sammy? It is zero carat gold plate. I got it. <laughs> Let's start sp- start spinning that. Yes. All right. So they are spinning the hopper right now. It's filled. You can almost hear the uh, the crashing of paper raffle tickets inside there. And we've spun it pretty good several times. And now we have a volunteer that's going to open the cage up. They're sticking their hand inside right now, and they are about to pull out the winner of a brand-new Mercedes. I think it's a GL250, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but uh, praise be to God, we have a winner here, and Sammy is has the winner in his hand. No pressure, Sammy. Is your palm sweaty? I'm just, like, you're about to give away a Mercedes. I wonder what it feels like to... Uh, Yeah. Well, Sa- Sammy, I'm going to have to, uh, because they're having so many audio issues uh, on the radio side, it sounds like uh, folks can't hear you uh, on the radio side of our program. So for their sake, I'm going to go ahead and keep talking, and you're going to go ahead and uh, announce the winner, and then I'll repeat what you're saying. But right now, Sammy Rodriguez Jr. is in Midland. They they spun the thing. They pulled the name out of the, the of the pack of names, and here we go. Sammy has the name in his hand. And he's about to uh, announce the winner. So go ahead, Sammy, and I'll repeat. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So the winner of the uh, 2021 GRN car raffle, brand new Mercedes GL250. Her name is Jeannie Knotts. Did I say that correctly, Sammy? Jeannie Knotts. And she is based out of Universal City, Texas, which is in the San Antonio, South and Central uh, Texas market. And happens to be the place where I, sp- I spent a lot of time as a kid growing up. So, so congratulations. And I don't know her, by the way. In all fair, I have no idea who she is. I've never, not related, no, no relation whatsoever. But uh, praise be to God. Uh, Jeannie, congratulations. We're very grateful to you for... Uh, 
for not only supporting Catholic Radio, for buying car raffle tickets, but congratulations to you for winning. So, uh, Sammy, I wish we didn't have the audio problems because I wanted to chat and banter with you more, but it sounds like we haven't been able to resolve them. I don't know why. So the radio people are not able to hear you, but the, I think the live stream folks are. So I'm just going to say God love you, Sammy. Thank you for everything you do for the Guadalupe Radio Networking. And one more time, congratulations to Jeannie Knott's winner of the Mercedes for the 2021 GRN Car Raffle. God bless you too, Sammy. Have a great day. And to everyone there in our Midland office, God bless you. God love you and have a great day. Wow. Well, praise be to God, Emily. That's exciting. Wow. I, th- I hope she's listening. It sounds, wow. She's going to be so excited when she finds out. I know. It's unfortunate the audio side didn't work, though, on the radio. I'm not sure why, but today has been one of those days. Like, you know, when the, <laughs> when, when the tech decides it doesn't want to work, it doesn't work. Right. It's just. It's, it's Friday, and it's like, you think you made it through the week, but you still have to make it through this hour. <laughs> and, you know, every Friday, so I, my, I and my wife, we pray the, the Angelorium Christinorium prayers. Mm-hmm. And every Friday is the Litany of Humility. And I almost cringe. Every mo- every Friday morning, I get up. I got to pray that litany of that humility. That is the scariest prayer. <laughs> scariest prayer. It is. It's almost as scary. If you want a, a, a prayer more scary than that, uh, ask your guardian angel to help you with humility, because he will or it will be happy to accommodate. Uh, get providing you opportunities at being humiliated. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Last uh, time I prayed the, humi- the litany of humility was years ago. <laughs> it was answered. The prayer was answered very, very loudly. And so, I have not prayed it since. <laughs> so today, Adrian, did we, so we don't know what caused the, uh, the audio problem. Uh, I'm getting, it's really hard to test while it's live, while we're live. But from what I can tell, it seems like we're only off in some stations. I mean, we're on. But Sammy wasn't being able, you couldn't hear him on some of the stations. Oh, and they, no. so they're saying that Midland's audio was good, San Antonio's audio was bad, and I don't know. So it, I'm it's, sorry, it's a everybody. Lot, a lot of juggling. We're so sorry for that. But, you know, today uh, we were just joking about the technical problems and the litany of humility that I prayed for all of us today. So, you know, this morning, you know, I, I, 15 minute detour because of, uh, of closed roads at 3 30 in the morning. <laughs> and you know. I woke up late this morning and got here uh, 20 minutes late. You know, yeah. it's a demon. Streams are demons. down. Audio is down. It's just one thing after another. God, praise be to God in all things for, for that opportunity to suffer some today. Uh, it could be worse. We could you know, actually be facing martyrdom like Christians in Nigeria or China. This or, comes later. Or in the Middle East or Pakistan. You know, So there's, there's worse things I think we can all suffer through but uh, we're very grateful to to our midland team for coordinating the drawing today you should see i wish you could see the giant hopper that they have all the names in it's it's pretty big and uh, they did shake it all up and finally pulled out genie's name from universal city texas praise be to god all right i think that's going to do it for the first segment but we have coming up another opportunity to win a prize and you could win a prize maybe you didn't win a, a mercedes but you could win today's prize of it's a gift by gifts by beth it's a handcrafted beautiful ornate rosary and today we are going to draw the winner out from the coffee cup of divine providence because three more opportunities to get in on that drawing is coming up right after this break the phone number is 877-757-9424 call right now for your chance to win 877-757-9424 is the number we'll be right back 
Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read scripture, read the catechism, listen to apologetics tapes, listen to Catholic radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5 verse 10. Do not be afraid, henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, the sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Welcome back to Fear and Trembling, or rather the Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling Game Show, where we give you three opportunities to win a prize. And this week's prize is going to be pretty cool. We're very excited about it. We just gave somebody a Mercedes. Uh, that was pretty cool, too. But uh, Beth, Gifts by Beth has generously provided us a new gift this week, and we're going to be pulling a name out here in a moment. So here's the deal. If you're just joining us Well, uh, we have three questions. They're all Catholic trivia questions, and we don't ask the caller the question. Instead, we ask Emily and Adrian the question. One of them will have a right answer. The other will be wrong, and the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to decide who do they trust more. Do they trust Emily? Do they trust Adrian? And uh, and every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence. Now, praise be to God. I've already stolen Emily's thunder already, but Emily, can you tell us, how did you find Gifts by Beth? Sure. So um, I was I made a mass list before we started this show of potential sponsors for our show, and I reached out to them. And Gifts by Beth was on my list that I found doing research. And then I was really surprised later to get an email from Beth, and she said, hey, I'm one of your sponsors. I was listening to the show today, and she had some great comments. She's always told me how much she enjoys the show, and she's happy to support it. So Beth um, is not just a sponsor, but a friend of ours. 
And we thank her for generously donating a beautiful handcrafted rosary that she made herself. Praise be to God. We're very excited. I just had, was, I was distracted because Kathy, our friend from Danvers, Mass., who always listens on the Station of the Cross, uh, she said she was singing happy birthday to Adrian today. So, happy Aww, birthday, Adrian. Thank you very much. It's very much appreciated. <laughs> maybe in the after show, we'll, we'll sing. How about that? Maybe, maybe, maybe just Kathy maybe. Maybe can call in and sing. All right. So, <laughs> back to the game show. Three questions in my hand. And now let's go to the phones. I want to thank everybody who tries to call in to be a contestant on the show. But we always take the first caller. And if you don't get in, well, next week, new opportunity, new prizes involved. So, be sure to keep the phone number handy. Which, by the way, I've posted the rules and the number and all of our sponsor links over on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. But uh, Valerie, good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. It's good to have you back on the line, Valerie. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you, you're you from the San Antonio area? You are mistaken. I'm in Fort Worth. Fort Worth. I was very close. San Antonio, Fort Worth. <laughs> so both close. in Texas. I mean, Texas. <laughs> I think folks in San Antonio would say Fort Worth is just a subdivision north of San Antonio is all. But uh, okay. I'm sure you might think <laughs> of it differently. <laughs> yes. And I feel really bad when Adrian answered the phone. I was so excited. And I let him put me on hold without saying happy birthday. Ah, <laughs> that's okay. Thank you, you very much. You don't happen to have any incriminating stories to share about Adrian, do you? I'm looking for some insider information. Mm. No? No? All right. No, sir. Well, we do Sorry. have three opportunities <laughs> at the uh, prize this week, Valerie. Are you ready to go? I am ready. All right, here we go. Emily, we will start with you, as is our custom. Are you ready? Yes. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? I'm ready. Okay, Emily, can you tell me? Today, do we follow the Gregorian or the Julian calendar? Um, I didn't even know there were different kinds of calendars. I think the Julian? I'm going to go with Julian because I have a brother named Julian. I like that name. It seems <laughs> like a reasonable conclusion. Could be. Who knows? Uh, Adrian, let's just see what you have to say. Adrian, can you tell me, do we follow the Gregorian or the Julian calendar? Well, I love choosing uh, answers based off of family members' names. I'm going to go with Gregorian uh, because after Pope Gregory the Great rather than Julius Caesar. Pope Gregory the Great. It w- if I had to choose a name, I probably would try that one. But is it right is the question. So uh, 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Valerie, what say you? I am going to go with Gregorian. Uh, Adrian, then. So survey says. Yeah. There we go. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> you were you not know? tossed at all by their sneakiness and manipulative language. Uh, did I warn you no. ahead of time that they're like that? Um, yeah, you got to keep an eye out on these two. <laughs> did you already know that, Valerie? Yeah. Probably. No, I didn't. Should... But I do listen to who says what and how. <laughs> <laughs> Context clues. Yeah, Myra dimed him out yesterday go. live on the radio. It was kind of funny. <laughs> All right, Adrian, we'll start with you this time. Adrian, are you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. Can you tell me what was the name of Cain's son? Okay, so we made an allusion to this the other day. I'm going to go with Enoch. Not Enoch, the one that was assumed into heaven, Mm. but the other Enoch. Mm. Okay, okay. Let's see what Emily has to say. Emily, can you tell me what was the name of Cain's son? I think Cain had those twin sons, Jacob and Esau, so I'm going to say Jacob. Jacob is is your answer. So Emily's on the hook for Jacob. Adrian is on the hook for Enoch. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Valerie, what say you? 
I'm going to go with Emily. Survey says, I'm oh, no. so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I, they're yeah. tricky. I told. Yeah, you gotta. You know. Mm, sorry. They're both Old Testament names. In fact, so. it is Enoch is the correct answer. So yeah, sorry about that, Valerie. But you did get into the coffee cup of divine providence, and you got one more chance. So who knows? It could. You could be. This could still be your day. Here we go. Back to you, Emily. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. This is a tricky one. I'm gonna be honest. I've never heard of this until I read this question. So let's see how this goes, Emily. <laughs> Can you tell me what ornament is blessed by the Pope and offered to cities, countries, or sovereigns as a token of their appreciation for loyalty? What? Um, What ornament? This is an ornament. Is blessed by the Pope and offered to cities, countries, or sovereigns as a token for their appreciation of loyalty? For loyalty. Um, I think... I'm going to go with probably a rosary. A rosary? Yeah. Okay, okay. Sounds reasonable, but is it? Is the question, Adrian, can you tell me what ornament is blessed by the Pope and offered to cities, countries, and sovereigns as a token of appreciation for loyalty? Now, this is incredibly difficult. I don't know how anybody would know this, uh, but I am going to go with a golden rose. A golden rose. So Adrian is on the hook for a golden rose, and Emily is on the hook for a rosary. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Valerie, what say you? Yes, this is hard. I am going to go with... I'm going to try Emily again. (laughs) Think ornament. Think ornament. Are you sure? You're tricking me. Golden rose then. <laughs> is that your final yes, answer? Yes, it is. <laughs> it was so tricky. Wow, I couldn't Joe. help myself. Oh, my God. I couldn't you just, help you just let, You're my, like, my I Catholic, My Catholic guilt <laughs> kicked into overdrive. I could just hear the voice <laughs> like, Joe, that is too hard of a question. Like, this whole week, I think we've had several very tricky tricky questions. Val, congratulations. <laughs> yes, yes. Two out of three. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, that's almost worth not winning the um, car this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's not get too exaggerated. (laughs) Praise be to God. Uh, So it's a golden rose. I'd never heard of the golden rose thing. Adrian, had you ever heard of the golden rose thing? I've never heard of this before. This is why I I kind of threw the question. Yeah, Yeah. it's a pretty unique question. I'd actually be curious to look into this. I've never even heard of a reference to it. Me neither. I mean... I'd be really interested in hearing more about this. I'm going to have to like research this because yeah. that seems really interesting. Praise be to God. All right. Well, Valerie, you're in the coffee cup of divine providence for two times here. Emily is at this moment. Uh, she is shifting all of the names around, mixing everything up, and uh, she's going to pull a winner out. And uh, we're going to keep you on the air, but it, it okay. may or may not be God's will that you win. So we'll have to just see how this goes. But Emily, uh, okay. do you have a name? Uh, there's two stuck together. Okay. So you had to pick. Ooh. <laughs> pressure this week's winner is melanie melanie congratulations, congratulations melanie. Melanie, you want a rosary. uh sorry valerie it was not god's will that you were pulled out of the coffee cup of divine providence today but we are very grateful to you valerie for being on our program nonetheless thank you god love you valerie have a great day in fort worth say hi to the people in san antonio for me next time you see them <laughs> 
I will. I promise. <laughs> Praise be to God, Valerie. We'll see you later. All right, that's going to do it for the radio side of our program. Melanie, congratulations. You are the winner. It's God's will that your name be pulled out of the coffee cup of divine providence. What will happen is we'll connect with you. We'll connect gifts by Beth to you, and they will... They will send you this beautiful handcrafted rosary direct to you. So we give God praise for your participation in our show this week. But uh, I don't know. Next week, new opportunity. Do we know who our, our prize sponsor is for next week? Next week is Thy Olive Tree. They're giving away a, a children's memories book. So it's like an album where you can write down all your baby's first memories. And the week after that is Just Love Prince. And they're giving away a beautiful uh, print of the Holy Family. All right. Praise be to God. The Holy Mass will begin broadcasting here at uh, 7.30, so Central Time, so that's just a couple of minutes from now. And then, of course, we will stay on the live video feeds on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. We will be reading your comments, so my dear listener, you will be driving the conversation in the after show, so if you'd like to join us, we certainly would love to have you. Just comment. Let us know where you're from. Let us know uh, how you're listening and what's on your mind, comments or questions, anything like that whatsoever. If you want to embarrass Adrian Fonseca, our producer, because it's his birthday, I would wholeheartedly encourage that kind of behavior. So uh, you can do that in the com box, and maybe Maybe we'll open up the phones to people who want to sing happy birthday to him, too. And uh, I will give extra attention to the people who cannot carry a tune. All right? I think if you cannot carry a tune and can sing happy birthday, we'll put you live on uh, on the show so that you can uh, embarrass Adrian. I'd be all right with that. But join us next week because we're going to have a full lineup of incredible guests uh, next week. We're very excited about the conversations that we will have in the in the. The Catholic drive time. The frog brain is a real, a real challenge this morning. So is the tech. But God love you and God bless you. We're very grateful you're a part of the Catholic drive time family. If you're not on our email list, please do consider joining. We are giving you a free look at the Sunday readings, the Holy Gospel readings of Lent. From all the commentaries we use on the show, you can get access to that at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. All right, we'll see you in the after show. Otherwise, God bless you. God love you. See you Monday. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Good morning, and welcome to the after show. Wow, I, I don't know. I don't know what was worse, the technical issues we suffered today or my brain. Um, both were equally uh, painful, I would say. Happy 20... My wife is commenting this morning. Uh, good morning, hello. It uh, says, happy 25th birth- birthday to our anniversary. See? Frog brain. It's a real problem for me today. It's just... I don't know what's going on. Happy 25th anniversary, La Promesa Foundation. Thank you for bringing us Catholic Radio. Thank you, my, my darling. So there's tons of comments. If you are hanging out with us uh, on the after show, please do comment. Let us know where you're from and how you're listening. Um, we'd love to have you. It's unfortunate the the audio is just not working properly this morning during the car raffle. I'm not sure. 
what caused that, I don't know. I know there's been uh, some emails flying around, but I'm just not in a position to be able to read them at the moment, so I can't tell you. Yeah, I'm looking at one of the emails, and uh, Kent, our tech, uh, says that we there's an issue with connecting uh, Midland to the old stream, the old GRN stream, and because of that, some of the stations uh, it was not working with. So apparently that's a fix. There's a fix for it. It just needs to, uh, it's just going to take some time to update all the logs for the different stations. Uh, so we were on, on some stations, but not others, um, is my understanding. Uh, mm-hmm. But we definitely have to look at this more later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It's, it's sad. We, uh, we really wanted to celebrate the moment and celebrate our listeners and celebrate our supporters. And we're very sorry about that. Um, it breaks our, it, it does, you know, sort of break our heart a little bit when, when things don't go as planned. Very sorry about that. So I see our, 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 our top fans are usually hanging out with us. Mr. Thomas from Florida is hanging out this morning over on YouTube. Hey, Seuss, I see you over there. Beth, I see you over there. Susanna and Monica and Chris. Uh, I'm seeing you over there. Kathy from, uh, our friend from Danvers, praise be to God is over there. So good morning to all of you. Uh, and thank you for hanging out with us on the on the YouTube side. If do us a favor, smash the like button. That like button really is one of the keys to getting over some of the uh, Facebook and YouTube algorithmic woes. So make sure you do that. Jose, I see you over there, and uh, and Angelo, of course. God love you. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for hanging out with us this morning on Catholic Drive Time. It's uh, it's great to be on with you on the YouTube side. Um, on Facebook side. I see our friend Joaquin uh, on the uh, Catholic Drive Time side. Good morning to you. Of course, uh, I see Perla and Sammy over there. Praise be to God. I really wish they, the audio worked. I'm so sorry it didn't work, Sammy, on some of the stations. Um, but praise be to God, we persevere. Uh, let's see. And I just want to say thank you to everybody's wishing me a happy birthday and uh, saying they're going to pray for me. Um, God love you, especially everybody who said they're going to offer up their uh, mass intention for me. Uh, thank you very much. It's 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 very it's overwhelming all the love being received. Um, and I'll try to call out as many people as I can for saying thank uh, for wishing me a happy birthday. Like Susanna on YouTube said, I was hoping Adrian would win it for his birthday. But anyways, <laughs> happy birthday, Adrian. God bless you with even many if, more. Yeah, even no, if he no. allowed, yeah, he I, wouldn't be able to. I can't not win because oh, I work yeah. for the GRN. Uh, oh, Monica. Leticia. Leticia. She, she pointed out on, uh, on YouTube side today, a year ago today, the pre-seminary basketball game. Um, so... You're right. I had forgotten about that. Me too. It, it was awesome. We were at the stadium. Now, for our listeners not from the Houston area, so wherever you're at on planet Earth, praise be to God. Thank you for being with us this morning. But here in our neck of the woods, every year we do a priest versus seminary in basketball game, and it's a big deal. We get thousands of attendees, and it's, it's a lot of fun. I have been blessed to be a part of it from the beginning. And we do, we do, we broadcast the game and we do play by play and color commentary. My job is to provide the color commentary. And it is so much fun to hang out in this massive game with all of these screaming fans cheering our priests and seminarians on. It, and last year was the biggest one ever. And it was just so exciting to be in a proper uh, stadium. I mean, it was just so much fun. And we were blessed because. We, we, we were able to get that game done, I mean, like right by 
Right, the nick of our teeth, uh, the, the skin of our teeth, uh, you know, before the lockdown oh, yeah. started. Big the, time. The frog brain today is crazy. And I remember the first time uh, back then I was uh, interning with the Waterloo Radio Network, and I was the first uh, game. I was taking photos for Joe and the team, and then the second game I was uh, helping with the video switching and the uh, video and working the the cameras. And now I am now employed by the GRN. So three years, three crazy uh, changes in, uh, throughout the time. So you think cool. he learned his lesson. In the and yet days. I'm still here for and some reason. Still here. Jeff, good morning to you. Jeff uh, says, uh, from the Burrier family in Bulverde, Texas, happy birthday, Adrian. God bless you always. Praise be to God, Jeff. Thank you for joining us this morning. You know, Mr. Thomas asked an interesting question. Um, he asked a question about beards. He says, uh, does God tell us to grow beards? Are beards requirements for entering heaven? I ask this question because I see many Catholic Catholics with beards. Uh, I'm going to assume he's not talking about you, Emily. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb there. Um, Probably not. I would hope not. <laughs> now, uh, you know, do men need beards in order to obtain heaven the answer yes, is yes of course, of course. absolutely <laughs> absolutely that's the reason why I mean, i'm growing this ugly thing is that the only reason why I'm, I'm growing this horrible beard is because i want to go to heaven oh no 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 <laughs> no well of course i mean we, we're we're, we're tongue-in-cheek we're in jest here mr thomas of mm-hmm. course no the answer is no absolutely not you do not need a beard to, to obtain heaven you need to die in a state of grace to, to obtain heaven so beard is uh, sold separately, but there is uh, that is it is a good question though because he's right. It does talk about in Leviticus uh, laws in regards to the uh, to men's beards. The Levitical laws, especially the ones in regards to a lot of these ceremonial things of discipline, these things passed away whenever our Lord instituted the new law, uh, the, that which was the fulfillment of the law. So things like uh, ritual washings, uh, beard laws, uh, how to uh, what kind of of, uh, material you're allowed to wear, not allowed to eat uh, milk and uh, with or cheese with your burger, that kind of thing. Of course, they didn't have burgers in, but you couldn't have cheese and meat. At you the couldn't same even meal. have bacon on um, your cheese. On yeah, your no bacon. So a lot of these things they passed away, and uh, and but it is important to remember these things. Why did God do uh, have these laws that seem kind of arbitrary and strange? Well, one of the reasons is because our Lord was trying to separate the Jewish people from the pagan nations, and so in order to do this. He made strict laws that would make them distinct from the pagan nations. Uh, so whenever you see the Jews and uh, they and you look at them and you're like, oh, why? Why do these people not eat uh, not eat pork? All everyone around us eats pork. Well, it shows that they're different, and this also can be reflected in the Catholics today. How many of us today uh, do we look just like everyone else? You look at uh, Catholics and you're like, oh, they're just like everyone else. But we need to be distinct and separate from the people around us. We need to be a holy people, a people set apart for the kingdom of God. Um, And I think, uh, and but also a lot of the saints had a lot of awesome things to say about beards, though. Like Augustine (laughs) says, the beard signifies the courageous. And uh, the Saint Lactitianus of an Eastern uh, father said, "The the beauty of manliness and strength is in the beard. The apostolic constitutions uh, say that the beard forms a man. Mm. And Clement of Alexander said it is a symbol of manhood. Amen. And some religious orders actually have their uh, priests require them to have a beard. Because it's um, like, for example, the Franciscans of the Renewal, you'll notice they all have beards. It's part of their um, it's sort of part of their charism. Padre Pio specifically wanted to join the Franciscan branch with the beards. Um, I would say this too. The, the, I mean, all of that Adrian just said is all well and good. It's you know, I get it. It's fine. 
But the greatest reason for a man to grow a beard is that it hides his second chin. And it's just fantastic. So praise be to God for that. <clears throat> and uh, I would say that, uh, you know, all of these blonde highlights in my beard just give me more interesting, you know, it just makes me look blonde, a little, little more interesting. That's not blonde. Oh, sure. That's, yeah, that's blonde, blonde highlights. That's yeah. definitely gray. No. I, you're no. getting old. <laughs> Come on. Fake news. Uh, one thing before we forget, and uh, this would be a tragedy if it was forgotten. More important than my birthday, which is today, mm-hmm. and Angelo's daughter's birthday, what? which is uh, tomorrow. She's turning hey nine, now. Bella. Congratulations. Oh, happy birthday, birthday, Bella. birthday. And even more important than that, the Feast of St. Thomas Aquinas is on Sunday. So praise be to Jesus <laughs> you, Christ. You had to work that I in I had there. to work that like. in there. And I'll probably bring it up on Monday as well since, so, you know, we're right But how is that it. related to today? It's a great, you know, we're because talking about your birthday today. By the way, if you have, if you are a relative or a friend of Adrian Fonseca and you want to, you want to say something embarrassing or wish him a happy birthday, just be polite and charitable to him. I guess I can accept that as well. And you want to do that all over the phone? 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. We'll take your call. We'll be, you could be a part of the after show. That'd be kind of fun. Um, so praise be to God. You were saying something about uh, you were trying to link Thomas Aquinas there somehow. <laughs> um, Joaquin, it's good to see you, my friend, over on the Facebook side there. God love you. God bless you. I see uh, Mr. Thomas, is uh, he appreciates uh, the insight there, uh, Adrian. He says, thank you for that. He learned something new. Praise be to God. Yeah, <laughs> he's also saying he didn't know about the second chin. Yeah, it's a great trick to hide the second chin is to grow a beard. Now, you know, the interesting thing about my beard I've had beards off and on over the years, but in 2014, I felt the need to go hunting for the first time. And I began the preparation and the process of, of, of that endeavor. And then when I finally went out hunting for the first time, I made a decision. And for me, it was about the whole process of training and preparing to, to do it well, to do it ethically, to provide a good, healthy meat for my family. To, uh, through, through the whole process. And I decided I was not going to, I was going to grow a beard and not shave until I was successful at it. And then uh, the first season, I was not successful, so I kept the beard for a whole year. And then once I was successful, I decided, you know what, I like the beard, now I'm going to keep it. So I've had it ever since. Um, I see Ronald on the line. Good morning to you, Ronald. This is Kathy. Oh, Hi, Kathy. Kathy. Hello. Well, the <laughs> caller, I can't ask Adrian to call screen embarrassing phone calls. No, so no, I had no, to just take the gamble. Name is Ron. My <laughs> husband's name is Ron, and he says every time you call me, it says Ron on the phone. I said, I think it's because you it counts under your name. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, praise be to God, Kathy. Good morning to you. Thank you for being on our program. Good morning. I can't carry a tune, so if you want me to sing hey, to Adrian, I'll yes. so. Perfect. Yes, please. Uh, the worse, the better, I would say. Uh, that's how okay. we play the game at our house. Uh, go ahead. Whenever okay. you're ready, Kathy. This is the day. This is the day that Adrian was born. That Adrian was born. We will rejoice. We will rejoice and blow our horns. <laughs> we will rejoice. We will rejoice and be oh so glad because he's the best that God had. Ooh. This is the day that Adrian was born. We will rejoice and blow our horns. This is the day. This is the day that Adrian was 
born. Wow. Kathy, can you adopt me? That was so great. That wasn't that bad, though, Kathy. That was pretty good. I mean, I thought it was going to be really out of tune. That was great. No, that was wonderful. That's so great. Thank you very much, Kathy. That is stunning. When I was in middle school, my... I used to always sing when I set the table. My mother would tell me to set the table. My, I would sing. And one day my older brother took an uh, audio, you know, uh, recorder and taped me. And then at the dinner table, he played it. And he says, you know, this is what you sound like. It's so horrible. And it was so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, and my goodness. When oh. I got married, I'd help my husband in the garden, and I'd put my headset on and praise music, and I'd be singing away in the garden, you know, <laughs> singing praise songs, and he'd come over to me and tap me on the shoulder as I'm planting seeds, <laughs> and I'd look at him, and he said, if you could hear yourself, you would not be doing oh, that. No. <laughs> that happened to me once. Oh, I was goodness. mowing the lawn with a uh, Sony Walkman on in the 80s, <laughs> and uh, the neighbors uh, told, my, uh, told my mother to tell me to take it off, because it was just disturbing the peace. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> well, Kathy, Kathy, God love you. God bless lovely. you. Thank you for being on again today I, and singing for us. I, I, I sent you a prayer in your email, Adrian. Oh, thank you very you much, Kathy. Adrian and Emily, you just so bless me and give me such a hope for the future. You, you two are so close to the Lord and are so intelligent and you just bless me every day. And Joe, you do too. <laughs> well, praise be to God. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank God you bless you, much. Kathy. Okay, have God a great bless. day to you. We'll, so we'll talk thank to you, you. soon. Uh, I have a uh, uh, an insider insider uh, whistleblower oh, no. here. Um, oh no! Who is who has asked me? Who's suggested that I ask you, Adrian, uh, to tell us to share with all of us live right now about the time that uh, you thought apparently you were the Incredible Whoa. Hulk. That was last week, wasn't it? it was not, <laughs> just the other day, actually. Yeah, it was so, actually uh, it was actually yesterday. <clears throat> Uh, oh, and look at the time. The, no, the show no, is we got over. Time. We got time. Oh, my goodness. I, have, I see 15 minutes oh, on the no. clock. Uh, yes. By the way, if you want to be a part of our program and sing uh, preferably out of tune, happy birthday. That would be wonderful. 877-757-9424. You want to share a story about Adrian Fonseca, if you have one or, or what have you. 877-757-9424 is the phone number. 877-757-9424. Uh, if you want to be on our program and uh, share, you can talk about anything. It doesn't have to be about Adrian, but certainly uh, brownie points for those that do. Um, so, so the Incredible Hulk, Adrian, yes. so share with us the story. My mom commented, yes, happy birthday. Tell Adrian to tell you about the time he thought he was the Hulk. Uh, yes, mom, thanks. <laughs> so I don't remember how old I was. I was a kid. And I, I guess we had, we must have just seen the Incredible Hulk movie, the one, uh, with, uh, whenever he was like big and like really bright green that they didn't have good CGI back then yet. <laughs> and he just looks horrible looking back on it. But at the time, it was like the coolest thing ever. And I, uh, got on, so I had the, the Hulk fist, you know, and I thought I was the, I thought I was the Incredible Hulk. So I went off with my bare fist, got on my bunk bed because me and my brother shared a bed. <laughs> and I, of course, wanted to be in the top bunk. So I was in the top bunk. He was in the bottom bunk and i got on the top of the bunk and i jumped off the top bunk of my bed and i hit the floor you know like hulk hits the floor <laughs> and like it blows up everything around him well yeah. i tried to do that but instead of destroying the floor i started crying in pain because uh, uh you know my fist is uh, not as strong as the floor oddly enough i didn't realize that at the time 
Uh, not to mention that my room was not exactly clean. So I ended up uh, landing on a bunch of toys and uh, other things like that. So, you know, that's fun so times, funny. good times. That's so funny. Well, it reminds me when I was uh, in middle school, Judge John H. Wood Middle School outside San Antonio there in the Universal City Converse area, Live Oak. And uh, uh, we didn't have fancy Hulk fists that we could buy at the store. So I was playing the I was playing Lou Ferrigno and the Incredible Hulk in a uh, in a made up play uh, in drama class, and I had to use uh, balloons. I placed balloons under the shirt and blew them up. And wow, that was fun. But I didn't break my wrist in the process. So I did not break my wrist. Bonus. Oddly enough, I don't know how I didn't break my wrist, but I didn't break my wrist. Uh, my grandma said that was beautiful. Happy birthday! Thanks, grandma. Yeah, praise God, grandma. I know you have some stories. Okay. So Uh-oh. this is the time to share some of those. The more embarrassing, the better. Uh, we will uh, you know, share them live right now. Hulk in pain, according to Christopher Chance. <laughs> no, Adrian in pain. Turns out I wasn't the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Praise be to God. I want to thank uh, Richard and uh, Rosentina and Patty and Glenn and Sean and, and everybody else who I, I see 19 shares so far of our uh, Facebook video. This morning, God love you, God bless you, about 119 comments. Praise be to God for that. Thank you. That all really helps us to share Catholic Drive Time with a new audience. So uh, if you're on YouTube side, the like button and the share button, please consider uh, smashing both of those today because it helps us to grow our audience and overcome our algorithmic, how do you say that? Algorithmic, algorithmic, I can't say it. No, you got it. Algorithmic. Algorithmic. Uh, The frog brain today is out of control. Um, we need the, uh, the meme, we need the brain frog meme to, we have uh, 40 listeners right now across Facebook up. and YouTube. So praise God for that. Yeah. Praise be to God. All right. So, uh, your wife what said, else? thanks for the reminder of the feast of St. Thomas Aquinas this weekend. See, <clears throat> people care, Joe, your wife people cares, care. your <laughs> wife cares. This is a very important now, feast day. Okay. If she, so I, the daughters at the McLean residence wanted to call in and to sing, to serenade you, Adrian. Uh, with a happy birthday. Now, in my house, uh, out of tune counts. You know, you get more points if the more out of tune it is. So, but she forbade it Aww. out of uh, out of a sincere uh, desire not to embarrass you. Oh, I morning. would love to hear your your daughter sing. No, my daughters sing actually quite beautifully. They they have incredible voices. Just don't just don't like just don't let uh, Daniel and and John Paul and, and just there's the girls, you know. <laughs> and Colby, Colby can sing too. Colby can sing, and in fact, unfortunately, you've kind of been a bad influence on our youngest son. That's Colby, great. Who, by the way, turns five this weekend. Wow! Oh, another birthday. What day? Uh, on uh, on the seventh. And so St. Thomas Aquinas is on feast, the feast day. day of now it's funny. Um, I was I was driving Bishop Joseph Strickland around from the diocese of Tyler last year, and he was asking about my wife and kids, and I was naming all of my kids, and I got to Colby, and I'm like, yeah, Colby, and his name is you know Colby Thomas Joseph Pio, and he's like, I've never heard of a kid named All Saints before, you know, but <clears throat> and that's Colby Thomas. He is he is that kind of personality. He's big. He's huge. And unfortunately, Adrian has been rubbing off on him because now the little boy is not quite five, going to be five this weekend, is singing the hillbilly Thomas around the house and sea shanties all the time. Wow. What How a is great this man. a problem? I know. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, You're just upset because he's going to end up becoming a Dominican and not a Franciscan. Uh, right, uh, right, oh, right. 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 Uh, does he also think he's the Hulk? <laughs> 
He would not. He would not lower himself to the to to be Hulk. He would think bigger than that for sure. My wow. Son. You know, I I used to dress up as uh, Superman and the Flash for Halloween. Those are my favorite superheroes, especially the Flash. I love the Flash. Coolest superhero ever. Speaking of Flash, Mr. Thomas asked if the podcast of the show is available, and the answer is yes. Uh, well, sort of. It's available on our website. You can go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt, and you can get the podcast there. But we are wanting to get the podcast listed on iTunes and on the uh, the Google Play Store as maybe Stitcher too. Adrian, what's that going to take? Uh, yes, so we will definitely have the podcast up. Um, it's just a matter of time. Uh, it's, we've been having uh, a lot of uh, things going on in the background here at the studio. So it, it's, it's not difficult. It just takes a lot of time to do. So uh, I just need to find some time to get it done. And yes, we'll get it on Spotify, uh, iTunes. Once we get it on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, those three, pretty much every podcast app picks it up. There's also there's a few other ones that you can uh, get it on as well. Uh, but as soon as I get it on those three, everything, most of the other platforms will pick it up automatically. Uh, so it's just a matter of time. Here's another way that you can do it right now. And that's download the Guadalupe Radio Network app. Now, I'm going to lean in a little bit here for the camera so you can see this uh, because I don't have the ability to share my screen on this right at the moment. But you, uh, there's a big old light. You can't tell, but there's a giant orb sitting on our counter here. But uh, So let me just... Okay, so now you can see the app here on the screen. So with our app, which is available right now in iOS and Android, just look for the Guadalupe Radio Network. There's several things you can do with this app. You can listen to Guadalupe Radio Network's live uh, radio stations, the local radio stations. You can choose between them, Spanish and English as well. Uh, plus, the podcasts are available on this. And there's a little button on the home screen, the bottom one. You click that, and you can actually see that the top of the list is the Catholic Drive Time podcast feed. And now you can actually listen right on your app today. Um, this Our show today will be available uh, probably within the hour, and you'll be able to listen to it right over your our app on your phone, iOS and Android. So uh, check it out, iOS, Android, Guadalupe Radio Network app. I highly recommend it. And so one of the upgrades that we are about to roll out into the app is the ability to have the live video feed of this program go straight into our app. So you could be able to watch our show, listen to our show, get the podcast of our show, plus our ro local radio stations and our other content that's available there as well, all through our app and I highly recommend you download that. Um, Guadalupe Radio Network. I know the Station of the Cross also has an app, iCatholic. I think it's called iCatholic Radio or something. And you can search for the Station of the Cross as well if you're in the if you're in their market in their, in their area. So be sure to check that out, Mr. Thomas. Maybe get it on your phone today. That'd be pretty cool. Sean, God love you. God bless you. Again, welcome to the team. We're looking forward to meeting you in person. Uh, when, uh, when next opportunity we have, Sean is, uh, hanging out with us on the Facebook side, but he has just joined the GRN team in our South and Central Texas area. And the winner of the Mercedes was from your neck of the woods. Praise be to God. Um, so that's cool. What else? Uh, we have about uh, five minutes left in our conversation for the whole week. And believe it or not, we, we survived it. I'm not sure how. But we survived the week. Praise be to God. We had some great conversations this week, though. Yeah, the week we really was, were, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the week was really, really good. 
up until today. I think it's something to do with my birthday. Made everything go horrible. Uh, but yeah, every, the whole week, everything went very well. Um, no tech problems. And, you know, I know that might also be what it was. Me and Joe were just talking how we haven't had any issues in a long time. We fixed that. We pretty much fixed everything. Everything's running smoothly. Uh, and then today, every single thing broke. Uh, Jinx. So our OBS yeah. uh, stream... Uh, the, our software, uh, open broadcasting software crashed halfway through the show. And that's why we lost, uh, video and audio for a few seconds, uh, before I was able to reboot it. So, uh, it, things go crazy, but you know, God love you. God loves us. He, uh, sends us great humility so we may suffer for the greater glory of God, for the salvation of souls and liberty and exaltation of Holy Mother Church. You know, the lineup this week was really good. We, on Monday, we talked to the Youth Apologetics crew. They were amazing. On Tuesday, we had Father Carlos uh, Legmongi. Lemongi. Lemongi. He was the priest that held the sign up and became an Instagram hit. I guess it was Instagram, right? Or was it yeah. TikTok? Instagram first. Um, see, all the, the, the young people, they know all of these social platforms. Us old folks have no idea. Uh, so Father Lemongi was on Tuesday. He was a lot of fun. And then uh, Richie Orzoko. Orozco. How do you say that properly? It's Orozco. Orozco. Mm-hmm. I've known the guy for a long time, and I still don't know how to say his last name. How shameful is that? I mean, I'm just saying. But Richie, was he was wonderful. He was really insightful. I, I mean, I got a oh, lot yeah. out of that conversation talking about big tech from a Catholic perspective, the difficulties to overcome the censorship and all of that. Richie was wonderful. And then Kim Zimber was yesterday. Uh, conversation on same-sex attraction and uh, from a Catholic perspective and how do we deal with that. And then today, Father Benedict Keeley from the Nazarene.org organization. So really good lineup. And all of this content is still available to you. And it would be a wonderful thing you could help us with. It's by going. So we post the clips. We Adrian takes the conversation just with the guest. And he makes them standalone videos. So you could take that one video and just listen to that one piece of the conversation. And then you could share that. And you're posting it. On YouTube, on Rumble, on Facebook, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, whenever I get around to getting it on Teams, Emily posts them on Instagram as well. But yes, Rumble, Catholic Drive Time on Rumble, Catholic Drive Time on YouTube, and Catholic Drive Time on Facebook. Uh, for YouTube, it's a little difficult to find because uh, whenever you look up Catholic Drive Time, the first thing that comes up is GRN Online. And then you have to uh, find Catholic Drive Time. But uh, it's it, once you find it, we have a lot of great content there. And the conversation from today, especially since the audio went out, I'm going to be getting the audio from our other computer and putting it into this one. So that way you'll be able to hear the parts where Father's audio went out. Uh, so you'll be able to get the full interview there. Uh, well, no Catholic Drive Time after show would be complete without the mentioning of our one of our top incredible fans, and that would be Jesus Robles. Um, you know, he is singing your praises again today, Adrian. Thank you very much, Jesus. I really appreciate it. You had, uh, I don't know if I can send you another check today, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll consider today a uh, just, you know, a special for my birthday. Pro bono. Uh, pro, pro bono for my birthday. <laughs> Uh, no. He uh, yeah he had a lot of great comments today and uh, and especially about the uh, from the game show and everything else uh, for today she said bad Emily bad <laughs> super fun today now I want to mention this because we're running we're getting short on time here but uh, Stacy over on Facebook asked who won the raffle now I'm assuming you mean the Mercedes raffle and the answer is uh, a Gene out of Universal City Texas was the winner of the brand new Mercedes GL250. 
and we are very grateful to everyone who bought raffle tickets and helped sell raffle tickets. That really helps us out at the Guadalupe Radio Network, and we couldn't be more pleased with the outcome overall. And congratulations to Gene and Universal City on winning the new Mercedes. If you need someone to hang out with you in the car, I'm sure Richard Rayner, our colleague there, or Sean, our brand new guy there, or Mario in that office would be happy to come hang out with you in your brand new Mercedes. That'd be kind of fun. I wanted to mention, too, that we have these incredible uh, Catholic Drive Time mugs. We should get ones that say Coffee Cup of Divine Providence on them. Yeah, we should. That would be funny. And a brain frog on the other side. And a brain frog and a Coffee (laughs) Cup of Divine Providence like a text on there would be super cool. (laughs) But we have we have some cool Catholic Drive Time mugs that we are thinking about. We're we're strategizing on how we might uh, thank our top fans by sending them these cups. So I don't know. Give us your ideas. Give us your ideas. Also, we may be in the market for with seconds to go here on the clock. We may be in the market for some uh, top fans acting like interns, like acting like unpaid interns, but volunteers for the show with helping with things like. Uh, chat, mo- you know, monitoring chats, cross posting, you know, playlist maintenance, stuff like that could be super handy to us. If you're at all interested in being a part of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Drive Time team as a volunteer, contact Adrian. Uh, wish him a happy birthday, and then uh, let him know you might be interested, and we'll we'll consider that. Adrian, what's your what's your email? My email is Adrian, A-D-R-I-A-N, at grnonline.com. That's right. Adrian, A-D-R-I-A-N, at grnonline.com. Praise be to God. I think that's going to do it for today's Catholic Drive Time. And this week's Catholic Drive Time, we have a, a great lineup for you next week. We're going to be talking about issues like the role of women in the 